Tuesday morning, let's talk to the leader of the National Party and obviously a very important time in Canberra at the moment. David Littleproud joining us, leader of the Nationals. How are you, mate? How are you? Yeah, good, although being in Canberra, you take the good with the bad, mate. It's not a great place to be. Lots going on. I want to talk about the lies from the federal government and the kowtowing to the minority. We've seen it in this state for years um, and we've seen jump at shadows, ill-prepared, poorly executed um, and everything, it, it, it seems to be, as a state, we're going backwards. But I thought when there was a change of government that they would have learnt the lessons of what has gone in the States. But Anthony Albanese has backflipped. He's lied and he's changed the goalposts and the voters now are aware of it. We are in a hell of a mess because we have a, a federal prime minister who absolutely has gone back on his word. Yeah, mate. And look... $3 million is a big a big amount of chunk for, for sure. anyone to have in super. But that's not the principle. The principle no, you're here right. is that he, that he should have gone to the Australian people. Super is a long-term investment. And, in fact, they came out, and even when they tried to justify it, they said that 0.5% of the population would be impacted. It's actually more than 10% because the people who are going to be impacted most by this is because they haven't indexed the $3 million, so it won't lift every year. It'll be $3 million. So the ones that will be hurt the most are young people. So those that are just starting the workforce and right up to 37 years old, because in 30 years' time, there'll be 10 over 10% of the population get caught in this because money's going to be worth a lot more in 30 years' time. So these are the people that are going to get hurt, but it's also primary producers because what's happened is they were given laws that they, were, they went and made investments in, and they put a lot of their property into self-managed super funds because that's what the law said. That was the rules because it's a long-term investment. And so farmers have got a lot of their property in self-managed super funds and they pay rent from their operating enterprise. But what they've done now, and this is how silly this whole thing is, is that you actually pay a tax on the paper gain of that property. So it gets revalued every three years. If the value goes up, you get taxed on that value, even though you may not be making the income uh, to pay for it. So this is the insanity uh, of this whole policy, but it's the start of much more negative gearing, uh, a whole range of capital gains tax they're coming after. Uh, and the thing is, just be honest with people. Have the conviction of your own courage to put that to the Australian people before election. Don't what? wait to get elected and then change. Why? Internally, they're not all happy either. There's no two ways about it. They have got some serious, serious concerns at the moment. Yeah, mate, and look, uh, I think Jim Chalmers, thought he, he wrote a 6,000-word essay thought this is his ticket to, to roll the elbow at some point. Uh, he, he overreached, and elbow is, is a, a cunning politician. He gave him enough rope and, and let him let him swing with it. So uh, Jim's, Jim's feeling a bit battered and bruised at the moment because he, he didn't have the courage to train wreck interview with Koshy, and then Richard Miles backed it up and couldn't explain the paper games. Uh, it just goes to show they're not over the detail. It's all about politics. But ultimately, someone's got to pay for this, and that's you. And I get we get we have to have taxes, but you've got to be honest with the Australian people about what those taxes are before you put yourself forward. Uh, we'll have a superannuation policy uh, before we go to the next election. We'll be open and honest with people. We'll tell them, we'll look them square in the eyes and tell them exactly what taxes they'll have to pay. Is Peter Dutton the right bloke to lead us through? I, I like Peter Dutton, but the woke, and I talk about that, seem to have a uh, in some ways, a, a negative look on him. I, I think Peter Dutton is a phenomenal leader and, and, and a phenomenal human being. 
Yeah, look, um, Peter's public persona might be that he's, he's a hard man. He's actually probably one of the softest people you'd ever be. I agree. Uh, so, yeah. uh, look, he's, he's a genuine bloke. He's principle-based. Uh, he's an ex-copper that if, if he gave you his word, that's it. You can bank it. And, you know, as the Nationals leader, we work closely, but they're a different church to us. Um, we only look after the bush, and that's all we're worried about. He's got a broad church that he's got to, he's got to try and bring together. Uh, I respect some of the challenges he's got. But in essence, uh, I don't think there's anyone else better than Peter Dutton than to lead the Liberal Party. Yeah, and 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 the moving forward, David, the big thing is that, that that we're all on the same page, and that's what the National Party and the LNP are. Like you're very much in the Liberal Party, very much on the same page. Yeah, and, and I mean, even on live sheep, there's a few of his yeah. mob that have come out and said they don't they want to see the phase out of live sheep. I made it clear to Peter uh, when they made those comments, there will be no coalition with the National Party if you think we'll change our policy around live export of sheep or, or cattle or anything for that matter. So and that, Peter, to his word, yeah. gave me an ironclad guarantee. He, he wouldn't let uh, those in the Liberal Party change that policy. Can I um, can I ask you, in, 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 and this is the big thing, um, can we talk about this now? Because the Albanese government is making moves now on its promise to, to phase it out. We've got um, Philip Glyde, who was the former CEO and he chaired the Murray-Darling Basin Authority and he's a senior public servant. He wants a six-month consultation process. Well, it's pretty easy. Just talk to you about it. Well, I mean, what, 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 is, what, what, what is this issue? Well, the issue is, is it's all an ideology of a minority that don't want live sheep. And Labor have been held to it and they're following through on an industry it's worth nearly $100 million. 3,000 Western Australian jobs will be gone. Uh, and all that they will do is export animal welfare st- uh, standards to countries like Sudan and Ethiopia. And, mate, I've got the photos on my social media of what a boat looks like in, in Sudan compared to what the sheep on our boat look like. Now, for all the moral virtues of animal activists, that this should be about animal welfare, then they have no morals. Because what they're saying is they're prepared to trade away, to shut it down here, and let live sheep from Sudan and Ethiopia go to the Middle East, because this market will continue. It, it will continue on because it is cultural uh, and it's a food security issue. And I've been there, and in fact, what will happen is that we also not only have the standards on our boats, but we have the standards in their abattoirs. So they actually they actually slaughter to our standard with halal. If we're not there, those standards will also reduce. And so people go, oh, well, why don't we just slaughter it here, put it in a box and send it over? Let me tell you that this is cultural, and if we do not supply, if we do not supply live sheep, they will not take box sheep. And I have had that from the Prime Minister Qatar to uh, the Ag Minister in Kuwait, that has both said to me, um, "You don't think you can just chop and change? If you're not prepared to sell us live sheep, you won't be sending us box sheep." And, and that's a stark reality. And that's what people don't understand. You know, it, it, you've built this market up, and the long-term security food to, um, and markets. Is because you've come to a compromise on an agreement. Now we've got yeah. to this point where we've got a government that is just absolutely uh, using their to the minority. I mean, no disrespect, you know, Anthony Albanese marched at the Mardi Gras. I've got no problem, but mate, seriously, like we've got huge issues at hand at the moment. We all support yeah. the Mardi Gras. We all support you know, minority groups. He doesn't have to come out and showcase it for himself, but it's just ticking a box. It's politicking. It's just ridiculous. And, 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 mate, this is the thing, is that what the producers over there are saying 
is just tell us, let's have a, let's have a debate on the science. If you actually say, let's have that debate, let's put the animal welfare standards of Australia's shipping uh, expertise against that of these countries that are competing with. Because I can tell you, because I brought the science in, when there wasn't a WASI incident, we reformed it and we changed it. And so we're the only country that works on animal welfare, not on mortality. The rest of the world works on a mortality rate of how many sheep they get off the boat at the other end. We can actually work out and we and we measure how many pants per minute the sheep does on that boat on the way over. We measure the flow of air through that boat so we know how much needs to flow through it. We measure the length of wool on each sheep before they get put on and the weight of those sheep before they get put on so they don't hit heat stress. We're the only country in the world that does that and that's what we're saying. Tell us what the science is. And, you know, the cattle job had an issue in eleven. Labor, knee-jerk reaction, shut it down. You're paying now $2 billion in compensation. Yep. But the cattle, the cattle guys reformed the industry, and they were given a second chance. The sheep industry have done exactly that, and in fact, probably had more placed on them uh, in terms of what's required on boats and in country, in abattoirs, than any other industry. And this government's saying they don't get a second chance. So if you're sitting in Western Australia today, you'd be feeling pretty ordinary. But let me tell you, this is the thin edge of the wedge. Because what's coming is cattle. Once they knock sheep over, it'll be slowly but surely they're coming to a state and industry near you. That's the philosophical view of this government and the minorities that they pander to. And we in regional Australia are the ones that are going to cop the bill. Do you believe that that's going to happen? Honestly, do you think that the industry that we know, and it, it is a, a very, very lucrative and has been very rewarding to Northern Australia, which is the live, live export beef industry, the long-term plan is for them to try and shut it down. It, it's not in the long term. You can. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But these activists, they're all. They'll all pack up out of Perth, and they're heading to Townsville and Darwin. And so their next job is because they don't believe in live cattle export either. So they'll go. They'll be going up there, and they'll start that that war. That war that took them 10, 15 years on sheep. They'll then start on cattle. They had a, had a little bit of a, a success in eleven. Um, but this mob will, if the pressure keeps mounting, and and there only has to be one one error, and I can tell you, they will they will scream from the rooftops to shut down cattle, and they'll start going over them. Uh, and this is the challenge we've got, where we've we've just got to have the regulatory guide rails to protect the industry and let them do it because it's not going away. And if we're not doing it, the countries we're competing with don't do it as good as us. The animal welfare standards reduce, and we can't process it here because. The other countries might take it unless they get their live animals as well. It's as simple as that. Yeah, very, very interesting time to watch your space. Thanks for giving us some time this morning, David. I really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Good on you, David. Little proud. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today.